Good afternoon and welcome to the June 14th Community Policing Podcast. Uh, today I have with me our Community Relations Officer and the Police Department's Public Information Officer, uh, Officer Nick Soley. I'm sure many people in our community know who you are and have seen you in the past. Um, Nick's been with us for probably what? Eight years Eight now. years? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm getting old. Um, eight years. Uh, he came to us from Grand Valley State University where he was a police officer. Uh, did several years on the road and then was able to jump into our community relations division, um, which several years ago was something that we didn't really have. Um, and, and we talk about that quite frequently. And Nick and I just left a meeting with uh, our Families Against Narcotics and our DEA partners uh, talking about just community um, events and narcotic safety for, for kids, and we got talking about how the importance of a community relations officer is nowadays. Yeah, I think, um, you know, most people think of police departments and they think of us reacting and going out there and trying to solve crime or catch criminals when so much of our job has to include the education aspect of it, right? So educating our community of um, not just what's going on, but uh, what trends we're seeing throughout Bloomfield, the county, the state, even even the country, and getting that educational information out to them so they have resources uh, for all sorts of things, whether it's you know the meeting we came from with narcotics or um, particular crimes that we're seeing spikes in here in Bloomfield Township or active assailants and all the things we try and get out and, and teach our kids in the schools and the churches and the businesses and even our residents. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, you, you said the key words there is proactive, right? For so long, and I think most people do look at law enforcement as a reactive or response type uh, type of service that, that we provide. But when you really look over it, you and I have been in this business 23 years, you 10 or 11 overall. Um, Community policing is always something that's been done, and the proactiveness um, now with social media, which you are our social mm -hmm. media expert for our agency, um, really changes that, and we're able to brand our police departments and really connect with our communities in other ways. Yeah, yeah, it's always been out there. We put a name on it several years ago as community, community policing or community relations, but it's always been out there to try and get the message. Um, it's funny when I go to give presentations to a homeowners association or a business and they say, well, what do you do for the police department? And really my simple answer for them is I bring the chief and the department's message to our community and what we want you guys to know and answer any questions that you may have from us so we can be uh, you know, transparent and get the information that we want to spread out there. Social media is great, but if you can tell a group of people and they tell a group of people, we know how that spreads and that tends to work a lot better for us. Yeah. And we talk about the communication, there's so many layers to it, right? So you, you, you speak on or, or help speak and write things on behalf of the police agency, but we fired Carrie and many know our cable, our new cable studio director. I, well, I, say, I guess I shouldn't say new anymore, newer, um, as, as she's the public relations officer or public information officer for the township, but those layers actually interconnect. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, whether it's us writing a major press release for something or a community event or, you know, in the un and the unfortunate, hopefully never occurrence uh, that we always prepared for, but a, a mass incident here, that, that cooperation would be so important to our community. Absolutely, and I think we've seen that, like every police department, we've seen that evolve throughout the years, right? Social media has become huge. It's nothing recent, 
But that has also brought the aspect of the people I want to know now, right? We get our news so quick from these social media sites that everything is breaking news. And we had to adapt to that, to that as a police department. And I think we've done a good job with that. When roads are closed, we can get that out quick. When there's an incident occurring, we can get that out quick. And one, it is the transparency, but two, it lets our citizens know what's going on. Certain events like a bad traffic crash could have a heavy presence of police officers where they might jump to a conclusion that's not true, right? So if we can get the facts out there quick of this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it, this is what you need to do as the community, I think our community, one, deserves that, and two, they really appreciate that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what you do as a community relations officer. You kind of brought that up. And and just because you have a community relations officer in the front of your name doesn't mean you don't respond to crimes or, or mass mm-hmm. incidents or major incidents if they're occurring. You're still a police officer who responds <laughs> to those things, but your day-to-day functions, yeah, your day-to-day functions are a little bit different. So let's talk about some of the services that you provide our residents, just yourself, other than that face that's continually out there on, on you know, maybe some minor news stories, um, but built, you know, with with home security checks and things like that. Yeah, we try and offer a full-service police department to our community. Um, And those services range from a a bunch of different things. So if you're a resident here, um, I do offer home security surveys. It's a um, crime prevention specialist class, group of classes that I had to go to to get this national certification. And we use what's called SEPTED, which is crime prevention through environmental design. And for our residents, free of charge, I come out, I'll do a 360 of the house, I'll go inside, check some things and do a security analysis of your house and how secure is your house and how can we make it more secure um, for what we're seeing crime-wise. And the one thing I push to all of these people is I'm not going to come to your house and recommend $5,000 worth of improvements to your security. I'm not going to tell you to add 16 cameras to your house and lock it down like Fort Knox. But these simple things like trimming your bushes to a certain height and trimming your trees to a certain height so that sight line is there for our residents from the road or reinforcing your doors with longer screws and making sure that the throw on your uh, your bolt for your locks are long enough. It's simple things that we can do to really make our home more secure. Lighting is a big one. Getting the front porch lit, the backyard lit. Um, you know, there's people a lot smarter. They get paid a lot more than me that have studied this and, and show, you know, really the psychology of criminals and how light deters them. So we do a lot of that. I offer that for businesses as well. Um, one thing that one motto that I've taken on when I took o- took over as community relations officer was if you work, live, worship, or go to school in Bloomfield Township, you're a part of our community. So you don't have to live here to take advantage of our services. Um, If you come through Bloomfield Township, at some point in the day, you're a part of our community, um, and I want to interact with you, and I want you to know what your police department's doing. Yeah, and we've seen this the success of that. Uh, you've increased our social media greatly since you've taken over that position. And that, it, to our credit, it's what happens when you kind of put a younger, uh, you know, generation into those positions. Where for just some of our older generations, that wasn't something that was commonplace um, in those. You also have Maggie. I do have Maggie. Maggie is uh, she just turned two. She's a golden doodle that uh, came to us under the previous administration, under uh, Chief Langmeyer. She's been an asset to our department, I think, more internally than externally um, with some of the things we've gone through. But she is our support therapy canine, uh, comfort canine certified uh, by the Alliance of Therapy Dogs and Therapy Work. And um, 
while she doesn't do a lot of therapy work, she does a little bit, definitely around the station. Um, she's a big hit at community events, and that's something I'm always looking forward to. Um, and something I ask our community, if you know you have a community event coming up, please invite us. Um, I got an email the other day. The gentleman said, how big of a subdivision do I need to ask the police to come? I said, I don't care if you have two people. I'll stop by because that's two more people I can talk to, two more people I can share our message with, two more people that maybe have a misunderstanding of what we can do that I can help clarify some things. So HOA picnics is a big one. Summertime, that's coming up. Fourth of July parades. I'm already booking those. Fourth of July picnics fireworks, you know, anything that's going on, we want to be a part of it. And um, if I can accommodate in my schedule, I'll get you out. I'll get out there. But if not, we'll get right one of our patrol officers. They know uh, how important it is. Especially to the, with food. They know it. <laughs> well, they know how important it is to the chief, right? Yeah. Um, th that's something that you came up as a patrol officer. Um, I remember meeting you as a patrol officer into a sergeant, into my lieutenant, that those were always the important things for you, right? If you want to impress your boss, get out to the community and make those relationships. And I think our patrol division understands that just as much as I do. So they love getting out there as well. Yeah, and I th it's again, that's that proactive educational piece that we try to do. And we do that with our school liaison officers. Mm -hmm. um, we do that with just about anybody that comes into the station. Well, there's a whole aspect of humanizing the face of, of policing, right? Like we're not this robot that just responds and responds, responds. We can get out and laugh with people and make relationships with people and really hit on the connections we have through all sorts of different things in life, whether it's food or barbecues or sports or what we're doing, um, you really humanize yourself and you humanize the police department and they feel more comfortable with that and they should. Yeah, and you mentioned it already, but if we, if obviously you're only one of you and I wish we could have five of mm -hmm. you, right? Or, or a whole division of community relations because we think it's that important. Um, but within the agency, uh, you don't just work, you know, I mean, your hours are typically, you know, seven to five like the rest <laughs> of us. But if there is an event on a weekend or something like that, you'll no. definitely move your hours or flex your hours. Yeah, no, the week our or, community does not run Monday through Thursday, seven to five. Right. Um, most people are in work or in school. So I um, have the luxury of flexing my schedule and I do that quite often. Um, events are in the evening, events are on the weekends. And um, I try and make myself as available as possible for you know, these Boy Scout groups, Girl Scout groups, um, you name it. If you want a police officer presence or you want a station tour or a canine demo, um, we'll do it. And, and we're happy to do it. Yeah, our, our guys are great when it comes to that stuff. Let's talk about Maggie again for a minute and the importance of that. We we know that you and other agencies around us have come mm -hmm. in and kind of modeled or, or used Maggie as an example, and she has some siblings now in law enforcement. Yep, so before I get into that, I have to say we didn't start, right? I have to no, give credit to um, now-retired Chief Clements yeah. and Birmingham Police Department, who really started that in Michigan. Um, and he helped me tremendously in starting this program. And from there, it, it took off. Obviously, it helped that we got some media coverage, but I spoke with other departments who wanted to know what we were doing, uh, how we were doing it, got them my proposal. Uh, Maggie has a brother, Max, who is currently working in Northville Township. She's got another brother, Cooper, who's working in Livonia. Um, so it's really great. Uh, we get them together quite often, too, which is funny. I think uh, at least two of the three, maybe three of the three are going to be at Open House for Birmingham Police Department coming up. So oh, good. Uh, we try and get together and, and get these support dogs out there, even if it's not for our agency, uh, so people can see what we're doing and, and how yeah. we're utilizing them. And utilizing them, we did, right? We um, did. 
we've gone to, you, you guys had the privilege, I, I would say, or the honor. Absolutely. Um, I would say it was an honor to go out to Michigan State and, and um, after their crisis and help hopefully do some healing maybe, or at least bring bring a smile to somebody's face in such a hard time. Yeah, and you know as a chief, when these events happen, everyone, there's an outpouring of what can we do, what, what can we do, and uh, sometimes it's overwhelming, right? So we got together as a group of officers with Therapy Canines, and we said, this is what we're going to do. And uh, we just did it. And we let Michigan State know we're coming. We went out for the vigil. Um, we were on hand with our dogs. And they loved that. And they reached back out and said, hey, the, the students will be coming back to school. Um, we'd love to have your presence in and around the dorm rooms when they're coming back. Um, and we didn't blink an eye, right? I came up to your office, I think, and we have an unusual relationship, right? Yeah. As, as someone who answers to you, for me to walk in your office and say, Chief, I'm going to Michigan State. They need me. And okay, let me know what you need and when you can get back. Um, that's a great, another, you know, great luxury that I have. But yeah, we, you know, we, we got up there and um, it was very well received. And I, Again, that goes back. How many people came up to me at Michigan State or to, you know, Officer Haynes from Livonia that said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're here. We're from Livonia or we're from Bloomfield Township, but my my child goes to Michigan State. It's right. so great to see you. So extended community. Yeah. And we talk about that. And, we, you know, I've mentioned it many times about our our partnerships. And it, it's almost cliche when we keep mentioning the partnerships, but they are so crucial to, to, to the jobs that we do. Um, and that from us learning from that. And even so that, you know, as a public information officer, you have a group or the community relations officers from all our area agencies, mm -hmm. you guys collaborate. Um, we really like to either, if one, if we have a great idea, share it, but vice versa. And a lot of times some of that spreads. Um, we have National Night Out coming up. Go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so National Night Out is a, is a huge event nationwide for police departments. Um, and some things you just can't do on your own. So we're going to go up to Auburn Hills like we do each year. I think Birmingham Police Department will be up there as well. Uh, we'll get all the families out from Bloomfield and Rochester and Auburn Hills. It's not just for those residents. And there's a lot of free giveaways, barbecues, um, a rock climbing wall. And you get to get out with your community and meet your law enforcement and other community partners. It's not just law enforcement. Um, it's a really great event and we're happy to be invited by Auburn Hills um, and we'll never say no. So we'll get up there. Uh, typically I take another canine with me so she can do some demonstrations and I'll have Maggie on hand, a car to look at, some free giveaways and it's always a fun time. Which Will one of our canines be there again? Yeah, typically we have canine Vince with, with uh, Officer Carlson up there and um, I say typically because Angela loves that night. Officer Carlson loves being at that. Um, and when I ask her, she's like, oh, yeah. She actually, she texted me the other day. Are we doing National Night Out again? I got to put it in my calendar. So yeah. um, it is It is a fun event. Yeah. Um, youth, the Regional Youth Academy. I, I guess I have to preface it because when <laughs> we, we, we say these names all the time, and we really, again, this you're going to talk about the Regional Academy or Youth Academy that's coming up. Um, but, again, it's a partnership between four agencies, mm -hmm. us, Auburn Hills, Birmingham, and Rochester. And it feels like we're always talking about them. We have great partnerships with the city of Troy, West Bloomfield, Oakland County Sheriff. I mean, we have these great partnerships. Our core program, our core responder program is who we initially started those the, yep. these with. So that's kind of, we've kind of created that community relations bond because of our, our monthly meetings that we are constantly with those agencies and how we can better respond to mental health crisis or people in crisis. So 
Yeah, and the size of our departments works, right? Yeah. We're a little bit bigger than Birmingham. Auburn Hills is about the same size as us, maybe a little bit bigger. And then Rochester's another small one. So we're really able to bring a good size department in as one. And um, the Youth Academy is nothing new. Auburn Hills has been doing this for years. The problem that they came across is it takes a lot of manpower, a lot of planning hours, and they typically saw low attendance. So they said, what if we did this together? So this year, June 26th through June 30th, we're hosting about 25 uh, youth from high schools amongst the four communities. They'll come here for five straight days. Um, they're gonna learn everything from evidence technician to canine demos to drones. We're gonna get them first aid CPR certified. We're gonna do stop the bleed with them. We have a lot of cool gifts for them. Um, they're gonna go home with some backpacks, some tourniquets, um, stuff to get them interested and show them what we do in law enforcement at a younger age in case maybe they do wanna explore that uh, when they go off to college or um, finish high school and wanna go into law enforcement, they'll get a glimpse of what we do. We're going to put them in duty belts and, and vests and show them, you know, just a small sliver of, of what we do day to day. Uh, I know we had one student who came to the parents meeting. He's like, I was in this last year in the academy last year. I'm so excited that we're doing this with more kids and more uh, more agencies. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a big graduation over at the high school forum on Friday uh, when all is said and done. And we're going to make it special for these kids and they deserve it. Yeah, and, and we're excited for it. And obviously, oh, yeah. we get buy-in from from everybody within the township as well. And it's good to have that supportive leadership um, that that wants us out in the community with our with our partners. Um, you you mentioned, and it just you know, we didn't necessarily <laughs> talk about it, but stop the bleed. Yeah, we're in a we're in, we're living in reality, and we always talk and we always prepare as an agency for the. Um, Again, hopefully unlikely, but the not when that um, not the if the when something happens, right? So we're mentally prepared. But you mentioned stop the bleed, um, which is really situational awareness, and and it doesn't have to be something that police officers are always the ones to do that. Correct. Correct. Talk a little bit about stop the bleed. You brought it up, and it wasn't something I think we wanted to talk about, but I think it's an yeah. important conversation. Stop the bleed is the name of the program. Um, it is taught pretty much all over the country. Uh, we have a few trainers in, within Bloomfield Township, and it's meant for civilians. It really is. Um, it's a lot of the same techniques we use, but what we're seeing is it takes first responders time to get to these events. Um, whether they're quick or whether they're drawn out, civilians are first, typically first on scene. And if they can do something to save themselves, save someone else, we wanna give them some tools in their toolbox to go, whether it's applying a tourniquet or packing a wound or just putting pressure on a wound of what they can do to increase the survival rate during one of these, again, terrible but likely incidents. You know, it's sad to say we're seeing them so often, it's better to do something than nothing. So right. to give them some of these knowledge and you're starting to see these, what we call stop the bleed kits or um, bleed control kits popping up in public places like our schools, our malls, our office buildings. So familiarizing them with those, how they can use the uh, materials that are inside of them and hopefully never use it. Uh, but even in an accident, right? Even in a construction accident say, or a could be chainsaw or scissors, um, motor vehicle, right? We had that with our officers who applied tourniquet to a motor vehicle accident. Um, another one that fell through glass applied a tourniquet. So it's not always just that mass casualty or active assailant that we're speaking of. 
Um, but we do want to put those tools in, in civilians' yeah. toolboxes. Which, which is really important. Um, any other events we have coming up with Regionalist Academy? We obviously, in August, we have the Dream Cruise coming up. Dream uh, Cruise is a big one for us. Uh, the preparations begin <laughs> now. Well, we've always prepared, but the meetings start now, and we uh, will be well prepared for um, the response to the Dream Cruise, which uh, is what, the third weekend in August, yep. I believe? And that's another real fun one, right? That's one that we're prepared for that, God forbid, but worst case scenario. But it's always in the back of our minds, but in the front of our mind is how much fun it is and how many members of our community and other communities that now travel into our community for the Dream Cruise, we get to interact with and we get out of our cars and talk to these groups and um, hit a lot of food trucks with them. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we usually get, we get fed well that it's, day. It's a great, it's a, another great event that we don't host, but we get to be a part of um, right. and it does connect us with our community. Well, good. I think we've got a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, Again, I, I know one of the other things you mentioned when the first aid, but we, we you're, I think you and I think Officer Zaremba may be teaching the bus drivers soon. Yeah, so, first aid. and that goes back again to those partnerships, right? So we partner with our schools. Um, if we can get our schools trained, um, we'll do that. So last year we got through a majority of the, the actual faculty through uh, Bloomfield Hills schools, Officer Zaremba and I, and this year they contacted us and said, we want every one of our bus drivers trained in AED CPR. And we said, no problem, we'll give you two days You've got 12 hours each day. Get as many of them through as you can, and uh, we'll get them certified, uh, you know, and get them that, that certification, which yeah. is big. And if if there's a business out there, you know, we have some larger businesses who uh -huh. may want to train their staff. They can just reach out to you. Yeah, they um, can reach out to me. Um, I'm the only Nick in the department is what I typically tell people, but 433-7724 uh, is my direct line. And we'll get that scheduled. Sometimes it takes some time. And we do it, again, at a very minimal cost. There is a cost to obtain that certification card, and that's typically all, all we charge. Yeah. Well, good deal. Um, I appreciate you coming on today. Thanks, Chief. And we'll, uh, you know, the community sees your face probably more than mine as much as you're out and about doing your thing. So I appreciate you being on the show today and updating us on the uh, current activities going on. Absolutely. Thank you. Sure. We'll take a break. We'll be back shortly. When I was about five years old, I went to a fair with my family and I saw an officer, his actually canine officer, and I was like, oh, I want to do that when I grow up. I actually did an interview at the academy and after that I set up a ride along and the ride along was great. After I completed my bachelor's degree, I thought to myself, there's something more I want to do. And with law enforcement, I've always had an interest in law enforcement. I just never acted on it until I got my bachelor's degree. I had a personal experience when I was a nanny, and the kid I nannied for got killed by a drunk boater, and that's part of the reason I became a police officer. I left the Marine Corps in 2017, and I used my degree working in marketing for four years. I had been unhappy in the job I was previously in, and I put myself through the police academy. It's not an overly busy department. You know, we do have our handful of, of big crimes. You're not gonna be running from major crime to major crime to major crime. Your workday is actually what you make it. So above the calls that you get dispatched, there's plenty of time to go out there and be a proactive police officer and kind of dabble a little bit in what is your specific interest in police work and seek out the crime. Well, the community itself is, is very supportive of our police department and we are very fortunate to have that here. It's a good size department but it's not so big where you get lost. 
As far as the camaraderie goes within the department, it's great. Roll call is probably one of the funnest times on shift. Getting to go out to these different calls and, and hanging with these guys or girls is a, is a bonus. I think that's the biggest thing, is the respect and friendliness. We have a lot of amenities here. We can work out on duty um, during our breaks for lunch. There's so much more. I just, I really like working here. From the time of my ride along at the start of the application process till the final interview to the job offering, it's been nothing but a great experience. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's the people here, people I work with every night. It's a great place to be and couldn't have made a better choice. I know for me, it's an honor to work here. This is a department that I knew as soon as I heard about them, this is where I wanted to work and where I wanted to continue and hopefully work my whole career here. Welcome back to our Community Policing Podcast. Uh, again, I want to thank Officer Soley for attending today. Um, just a quick update on some of the things going on around the township. Luckily, uh, we don't like to use the word quiet, uh, but we've been um, still seeing a rash of uh, larcenies from vehicles, unlocked vehicles and driveways. Uh, the community of Troy had a shooting the other night. Uh, when someone interrupted someone breaking into their car or, or trying to steal the catalytic converter. We just want to remind our residents, and I know I say it on each podcast, but um, there's an old saying out there, if you don't lock it, you'll lose it. Um, we don't want to blame our residents if something gets stolen out of their car, but we just want their help in locking their vehicles, uh, taking the key fobs out of the vehicles so we can prevent some of these crimes and prevent uh, individuals from wanting to come here uh, and, and to commit their acts of stealing from our residents who work very hard on doing their um, for their items um, and again if you interrupt a crime like that we want you to immediately retreat or, or call 911 and let us respond to the area the more information you can give us vehicle description uh, but we do not want our residents putting themselves in harm's way uh, as we don't know who these individuals are at times uh, and what they're capable of also last week, we had the opportunity to attend the sixth annual uh, Active Assailant Conference held uh, at Woodside Bible Church in the city of Troy. Each year uh, over the last, obviously, six years, we our partners bring in different mass casualty incidents or critical incidents that occurred across the country and the world. And we are able to learn lessons uh, from each one of them, what went right and what went wrong and where, where some of the... Uh, struggles were in those incidents and it was an honor for us to attend and, and for some of our elected officials to attend this uh, event so that we can learn from those and bring it back and prepare for our for our, an event in our community in the event one happens again we train for when it happens not if uh hoping that it never happens but we all know there's a likelihood or, or or the chance of it that it could happen in any one of our jurisdictions, which reminds me to just bring back to our residents in Oakland County and to our residents in Bloomfield Township, the importance of those partnerships that I talk about every podcast when it comes to our partnerships like OAKTAC, uh, which is a consortium that Sheriff Bouchard started uh, in 2009, which covers 97% of Oakland County residents, uh, 1.3 million people um, about in our county, that the partnerships we have, if Bloomfield Township has a critical incident or, or a mass casualty incident, we will get partnership from all of our local jurisdictions in and around our region from state, federal, local partners. And I think that's something to reassure our residents for because we have seen incidents in the past where there may have been a um, you know, slow 
still a law enforcement response, but that's not how we train here in Oakland County and in Bloomfield Township as being a partner of OAKTAC. And so that's just something to remind our residents so that we are prepared in the event something happens uh, to that magnitude and that we will always be there for our residents. Um, again, I want to thank you for attending our community policing podcast this week. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks.